welcome to the beloved podcast. I'm here with Debbie Singen and Lena Hobson and I myself am Crystal Sheck. Um, last time we talked about the Word of God and how important it is in our lives and how um, how we show our love for God through obeying His Word. And there was an amazing quote by Derek Prince that Lena read out at the end of last podcast, so I'm going to get Deb to recap it for us, please. No worries. So it was, your attitude towards God's Word is your attitude towards God Himself. You do not love God more than you love His Word. You do not obey God more than you love His Word. Sorry, more than you obey His Word. You do not honour God more than you honour His Word. You do not have more room in your heart and in your and in life and life for God than you have for His Word. Do you want to know how much God means to you? Just ask yourself, how much does God's Word mean to me? The answer to the second question is also to the first. Is the answer also to the first? God means as much to you as His Word means to you, just that much and no more. So what, let's just go, like, what, what's the, um, what place, um, well, let's just discuss the place that um, we've given the word in our lives and why it's been so vital that we give it a priority. I know that for me, the word used to be an afterthought mm-hmm. or sometimes a chore something that would come last to anything else that I wanted to do or had had to do, mm. you know, air quotes, <laughs> had to. Um, life was sometimes easier if I wasn't challenged to get out of my comfort zone and that I found that the word would do that. The word would really cut through and, and you know, bring out all those hurts and wounds and anger and, and things that, that I tried to stuff down and push away. Um, giving it pride of place in my own life, it's had its challenges. We've had to look at, you know, my past and go through step by step things that I have done that have brought me shame. And but now I'm able to use that as my testimony. I'm able to say, hey, you know, I was not in a good place at all for a lot of my life up to now, sort of thing. And it's only been the past few years that. I've really put God's word as the thing that I live from. Um, And as I apply it more in each situation and I rely on him for what I need, him being the word, Jesus, I found that all those fears, those hurts, those angers, those wounds weren't hurting me so much anymore. And I was able to start living from a more joyous place. And I was less focused on the shame that it brought me and more open to being healed from those things. Um, I remember early on in my time at at Lifehouse, I faced a situation where I had to choose between a friendship and obeying the word of God. I chose to obey the word of God and I I lost that friendship and, well, many others because Mm. of that decision. Um, but it was at that point that I really began to grow and mature because now God's word was first in my life. Um, so, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't just 
a believer. I was a disciple. I was becoming more and more like Christ every day. And now the word has primary place in my life. You know, I read it every day. I memorize the scripture to get it into me so I can use it whenever a situation comes up where I need that scripture. Um, you know, I listen to podcasts and I read books to understand it better. And I selfishly do podcasts. This is not for anyone else's benefit yeah. except my own. <laughs> Doesn't it make you just go deeper into it? so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, woo, podcast time. <laughs> um, but more, more than that is that I measure myself against the word. All my actions need to line up with the word. And I can tell when I've been neglecting the word, you know, I become overwhelmed and critical and ungrateful mm. and I lose ground to sin. Mm-hmm. And I begin to, to talk according to the flesh, not the spirit. I open myself up to that self-deception, that justifying of sinful behaviors and attitudes. And I risk my fellowship and intimacy with God. You know, we need to be doers mm. of the word, not just hearers, because when we are here as only, that is what we're doing. We are, we're not just standing still. We are actively losing ground to sin. Mm. But when we are doers of the word, we are becoming more and more like Christ every day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of talked a little bit about, you know, in the last podcast about how, you know, we can go time without, you know, opening our word. But just as you were talking then, Lena, I was just thinking about, you know, it would be like the same as um, learning how to use a sword mm. and somebody teaching you how to use a sword, but without actually picking up the sword and actually trying to wield it, you're never going to actually learn fully or know fully what it's like to yeah. use a sword or be able to use a sword in battle. And, or even just to be, hold it, be able to hold it well, to weight. Yeah, but God's word is that yeah. sword. You know, we, mm. we not only need to sit in church on a Sunday or listen to podcasts and um, and preachers on TV or YouTube or however you get your input, which all of those things are great. You know, mm. it's it's not a bad thing to be doing those things, but unless you're getting into it for yourself, mm. then, you know, it, you're not going to be able to really apply that um, And unless you, you've got to firstly know how to use it and then once that once that's done, then you've got to go out and actually do something about it. So... Mm. Um, and like, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, um, of the last podcast, sorry, um, and the, yeah, right at the beginning of the series that the knowledge and application of the word of God is your weapon and defense against deception. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, the more, you know, the less you will be deceived. Mm-hmm. There's been times when I know I've heard a verse and gone, oh yeah, yeah, I know that verse only find out that that verse has totally been read out of <laughs> context and I'm like oh that verse does not mean the same when you read it in context or when you hear you know certain quotes like I remember do you guys remember um I think your mum shed light on it Lena um that God will not give you more than you can handle and everybody just took that as yeah okay sweet yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be okay with this but actually, if you read what the scripture says about it, it's not that at all. He will give you more than you can handle because you have to then rely on his strength mm. and he will get you through it. Yeah. And um, that, that's kind of what's going on. You just blindly follow what someone else has said. Mm. You can be going down a completely wrong path. 
Mm. Well, I remember um, there was one one time um, our pastor David he was saying to us to go and look up this scripture, and the next week he's like, "How many of you looked up that scripture?" and um, Sam was there and she's like, there is no chapter such and such, you know, there is that verse is not there, you know, and he's like, good on you, you know, like, and, you know, I think, you know, sometimes if you're, if you're a pastor and you've got a congregation that's, you know, not really getting into their word, it's probably a good thing to test them like that and go, hey, who's <laughs> gone and checked this out that I have told you is wrong, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't suggest doing that, but, you know, <laughs> just to test them, yeah. but yeah. So, but we're living in the last hours and the last days and we will increasingly witness Acts 2, 17 unfolding, which says, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. We believe in the manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we believe that God does and will continue to speak to us through prophecies, visions, dreams, and by any other means of his choosing. But the Bible is our supreme authority. All other forms of revelation, experience, whatever you, you know, whatever prophecy, whatever dream, whatever vision you have, it has to be proved by the word of God and mm -hmm. only accepted if it lines up yep. with scripture so, you know, like, I mean, we've been told that over and over again. Anything that anyone has said to us or prophesied over us or, you know, any vision that anyone's had, it's always tested with what the Word of God says. And if it doesn't line up, then we can't take it as, as being from God. Yeah. Um, and I know in a lot of churches they, they do do prophecies and things like that. So if you are in one of those churches, then you... Make sure you go and get your word and you make sure that that lines up with the word of God. Not what you think, but actually what you know. Or what you even hope. <clears throat> That's it, yeah. And we're warned over and over again in scripture that side by side with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there'll be a parallel increase in demonic activity as a counterfeit to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, in Matthew 24, 23 to 25... <laughs> chapter 24 verses 23 to 25 just to clarify listen to what Jesus warns about these days at that time if anyone says to you look here is the Messiah or there he is do not believe it for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive if possible even the elect see I have told you ahead of time um, and also remember 1 Timothy 4 1 and 2 which says the Spirit clearly says that in later, latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypo hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. So there's a very important principle that you need to remember, and it's this, that God's word and God's spirit will always, always work together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought you were about to go, hmm, that's not right. And I was like, whoa. Right there, <laughs> uh -oh. yeah. Definitely. If we pursue experience over the word, we open ourselves to deception. Um, if we do not know the word and we do not apply the word, we open ourselves 
to deception. Mm. Okay, it's not enough to read your Bible, to read Christian books and listen to sermons. If that's all you will do, you will have shallow roots. Okay, there's nothing wrong with those things, but on their own, they are not enough. Okay, you need to get into the word and apply it to your life. Now, I used to read my Bible. I would take notes, lots and lots of notes on every single sermon I heard. And I read a lot, but I didn't apply the word of God to my life. So I had very shallow roots. I didn't grow and mature. I left myself open to self-deception, you know, justifying sinful behavior because I wasn't applying the word of God to my life. So I didn't hold myself up to the mirror of the word. And um, people are developing theology based on their so-called spiritual experiences, neglecting to study the word. You know, yes, maybe they read their Bibles. Yes, maybe they listen to sermons and read books, but they are not applying the word of God to their life and neglecting the word of God so that um, they don't really know the spirit that they are tapping into. Um, consider some of the behavior that occurs in the, in the church today. Um, in a lot of churches, there can be unrestrained use of tongues and prophecy, mm-hmm. which can lead to excesses of emotion. It can lead to soulish worship. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, 26 to 20. 33 it says what then shall we say brothers and sisters when you come together each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction a revelation a tongue or an interpretation everything must be done so that the church may be built up if anyone speaks a tongue two or the most three should speak one at a time and someone must interpret if there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. I think that's very clear. The scripture talks about a designated order and a way to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So it builds the church up rather than leading to excesses of emotion and soulish worship. Look at some churches where there are people rolling around the floor there barking like dogs, they're eating grass, they're claiming to be slain in the Spirit. But Galatians 5 tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. 1 Peter tells us to be alert and of sober mind. 2 Timothy says that the Spirit God gave us gives us power, love and self-discipline. Okay, I think these are these are key things. And if we don't hear the word and know the word and actually apply it, People are opening themselves up into deceptions and calling things of the Holy Spirit that are not of the Holy Spirit. Think about this extreme example of people going to the graves of Christian spiritual giants to take up their anointing. They are engaging in the occult and idolatry but dressing it up in spiritual language. The only thing you will pick up doing that is demons. You're not picking up the anointing of the Holy Spirit by doing that. So we need to know the word of God and as Debbie was saying before, know how to apply it 
to protect ourselves against deception. Right, God's spirit, the word work hand in hand. If you have a spiritual move that conflicts, you know, a word of God that conflicts with the word of God, the Bible, it is not from God and it should be thrown out. Oh, no, you're Sorry, right. No, go. Going. <laughs> so, um, from you know my own experience, we've had we've we've had this teaching, you know, for a little while. And but when we first were learning about this stuff, we went to a meeting where um, we were guests, and we were actually um, it was just a, a fun barbecue. And we were supposed to just be hanging out with Barry's brother and saying goodbye to them because they were going back to Ukraine. And there was a lady there um, who, when we gathered around to pray for them and send them off, um, I kid you not, she, over the top of everybody else, was just, you know, speaking her tongues over the top of, like, just yelling it out. And nobody was able to actually translate what she was saying. Nobody was able to say what she was saying. Or nobody was aware enough to, to go, oh, hang on. Mm. This is not lining up with the scripture. Mm. You need to have somebody translate that so that it can be edifying for everybody. Mm. Um, and it was really off-putting for the people you know, some of the people who were there, because there was guests from all over the place. Mm. It wasn't just us and, and them. It was it was like a big group of people. And um, it actually scared me away from wanting tongues. And, you know, I don't want that for somebody else. I don't want for my personal language with God, you know, his spirit coming through me and speaking out of me to scare somebody from that mm. you know and um it just it it really did it really scared me for you know a long time of wanting that and that's that's a gift you yeah. know it's a gift from god i shouldn't have been scared of it mm. i should have been you know I suppose forward enough to be going. Hey, hang on! You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Whoa, but, up, you know, sister. Do you I have was, an interpreter? Well, <laughs> sit down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, 22, 23, just barely newly married. We had a newborn baby, and I was afraid of this woman who was considerably a lot older than me. But you know, I, I don't want that. You know, even in my own home with my children. I don't want that to be a fear of theirs. I want them to want it. Mm-hmm. I want them to be, you know, chasing those gifts and, and yes, God, give it to me because it's it's his gift. Mm. It's his gift to us that he will speak through us. Mm. Yeah. yeah, the more I think about it, the more I just think, you know, it. Is, well, not that I think, not that the more that I think about it, but it is so important like I feel like you know we just need to just you know sit here and tell you (laughs) get into God's word (laughs) because without doing that then you're never gonna like things are gonna happen in these last days that we're really gonna need to know and be on guard for 
the times that, you know, even our Christian friends will come to us and go, hey, da, 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 this is this is what's happening. This is where it's at and this is what God's saying. And then you need to be able to go, whoa, hang on. <laughs> that doesn't line up with what God's word says, yeah. you know. And and so, you know, even your closest friends, even your family or whoever, you know, we, we need to be able to say that, be able to know our word and then be able to say that. So, yeah. Um, and not only know parts of it and this is the one thing that really mm. um i'm i'm actually finding difficult and not difficult to accept and know that i need to do but difficult to actually go and do because i need to i need to know god's word in its entirety yeah. not i mean i know a lot of verses here and there yeah. and i know what you know general passages say here and there but i don't know you know, in its entirety, what it is saying. So I've restarted going back to Genesis and going through, and it was funny because um, just the other day I was I just started like you know the last couple of weeks, and and my husband's like, so um, I don't know why he was questioning me, but this this one morning he's like, oh, what were you doing? And I said, oh, oh it must have been on a weekend, and then I said, oh, I got up to go and pray and read my Bible, and he's like, oh, what were you reading? And I said, Genesis. And he's like, like, where in Genesis? I was like, Genesis 1 and 2. And he's like, oh, so like right back at the start. And I was like, yeah. I said, I think I need to read, you know, I need to read through my Bible the whole way. You know, I've attempted it many times but never made it all the way through. But I, like this is really reminding me. And I think I'm going to put it up on my wall. You need to know God's word in its entirety, you know. So, yeah, like. What do you girls think about, you know, the fact that teaching only part of the scriptures can lead to deception as well? Yeah, well, if, if you're treating it like a buffet, you know, <laughs> uh, I'll, take, I'll take what I like. Take this promise part, but I'll leave the condition yeah. for the promise. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to change this particular behaviour about myself, so I'm just going to skip over that group of passages. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't want to believe that I'll have to go through trial. So I'll just leave that part out and just go to the blessing part. You Cause know? it's your day, Crystal. I know. It's your day. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, I, I just don't understand how you can take a piece of scripture and make it fit your particular instance without reading the the whole part, you know, and, and really taking in that, you know, you might have a promise from God, but it requires you, like, to love him. It requires you to put him first. It requires you to change a behavior or a, or a piece of yourself or to allow him in more. You know, for me, it's just like, what I don't know why you would just take that bit and then be disappointed, you know, when something doesn't happen or it doesn't happen your way but that's not what god said was going to happen you had to do this first mm. so god has conditions what Absolutely. <laughs> um and then it opens you up to you know satan coming in and going did god really say mm. that mm-hmm. right back yeah <laughs> did god really say that he would give you that blessing because it doesn't look like it's happening did God really say that, you know, you will be loved 
and that you will be a part of his grace because it doesn't look like it's going on for you right now. And it's like, well, what about the rest of that? You know, you have to work towards it to receive that. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, and in, in its entirety, I, I remember going through the first few books of the Bible and just going, do we have to read someone begot someone <laughs> and someone begot someone? But it's the lineage yeah. of Jesus, you know. It's who he, where he came from, and if you're looking at it from a different perspective, then you can, you know, if you want to know him, then you kind of can go back, you know, mm. through all those people and and love on him just that a little bit more and get to know him just that little bit more, and then you'll receive the favor. Mm. I love. Um, I know we've said, uh, we said in the previous podcast about, you know, we like to open our Bible and not just the app. And I want to just put it out there. There's nothing wrong with using your Bible app on your phone, which <laughs> is great. I just find that I get distracted really yes. easily. But every day I get a verse of the day that comes through. And usually it's some fantastic, lovely verse. Mm. Well, not usually, nearly every day. It's some encouraging, uplifting verse. And so I always go... I. Without fail now, I go in, I tap on it, and I'm like, okay, let me read this whole... The whole chapter. The whole chapter or the verses surrounding it. What are they talking about? And so, and I like to sometimes then post it to Instagram, like the verse. So, but I don't just post the, like, fluffy part. <laughs> I always post the, like, you must do this to get this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I think even, like, a little while ago, I, I, like, put on there, you know, I love reading the conditions of the promises of before we get the promises of God just to, like, put it out there for people, you know, because I know people like seeing the, the nice, I'll call them fluffy verses, but they're still just as important as all the other verses. But just standing alone, they're going to look, like, amazing, like you know, Christians promises. And, don't have yeah. any trials or tribulations yeah. at all. But you've got to, like, it's like, I think it was you saying, Lena, you know, about, um, yeah, we've got to have those, I've just lost my train of thought, about getting to get to the promise you have to have, no, I've lost it. That's no, completely gone. <laughs> Sorry. To get to the promise you have to fulfill the conditions. Yeah, something but it was like something that. else. It was something you said and I was, yeah. So that was amazing. That's okay. God, <laughs> shut it down for me. Okay. Maybe that was what did you, what, yeah, <laughs> maybe she, yes, I won't. Um, well, I think it's, it's pretty clear why we need to know the entire word of God and how to apply it. Like in these last days, there will be an outpouring of God's spirit mm. and the rise of the demonic mm. coming with signs and wonders. And it says to deceive even the elect, mm. even the church. Yeah. So if we don't know the word and we don't know how to apply it, how are we going to be able to test what is good and what is false? You know, because sometimes on the face of it, things look the same. Mm. Um, you know, if you're just looking at the surface, you know, they can look like the same experience, but one is true and one is false. And yet you have to know the word of God to be able to cut through that surface layer and see, all right, that's a rotten core mm. underneath. And the only way to tell that is by knowing the word of God. Right, so as we've said before, the Bible is that supreme authority in any experience, any spiritual insight that does not line up with the Word of God must be thrown out. And the only way to test this is by knowing and understanding the Word. And I discover in myself that is the more I know the, the Word, the quicker I am to discern 
what is good and what is false. Whereas before, when I didn't know the word as well, things would pass me by and I'd pick up more and more things. Oh, hang on, that's not quite right. And this is why, because the Bible says this. Mm. You know, and that's only because I know the word more and more. I've got an example of um, some teaching that takes the scripture out of context um, and through spiritual revelation extrapolates meaning that really isn't there. Um, and that's why it's important to know scripture in its entirety. Look at a verse in the surrounding context. Understand the Bible as a whole. What is God doing through every single stage of the Bible? Because he's building upon a foundation. Um, so there's some teaching that um, tells us that we are all little gods. Because a cow has a cow and a pig has a pig. So God creates after his own kind. So we are all little gods. Mm. Um, and it's taken words out of context and developed this false system of belief that we are all little gods. It's like trying to say that um, we are equal with God. And I think that's a dangerous path to go down because if we are equal with God, we don't need Jesus Christ as a saviour. Mm. And then we are in we are <laughs> not headed for salvation. We are headed for judgment an eternal hellfire mm. if we believe that we don't need a saviour. Um, there's a, a verse in Psalm 82.6 that says, I said, you are gods, you are all sons of the Most High. And if you look at that whole psalm and you study it, it talks about, um, it's a scripture talking about the authority that magistrates and judges and other people who hold those positions of power, of authority and rules, talking about how their authority is like God. So it's indicating that, you know, God has authority over human beings, that he wields power as a civil authority, you know, and that a judge is deriving that power from God and doing the same things as God as judge does. So it's, it's if you take that meaning, oh, well, this verse says that we're gods, therefore we are all little gods. Mm. You're taking meaning from the scripture that isn't there. Mm. And if you don't know the word in its entirety, you can easily fall into that trap. And if you're believing... In that, that we are little gods, you know, the next step is we don't need God as a saviour because we are equal with God. Mm. You know, you are not a Christian. You've lost yourself. You know, you don't have salvation. You're believing in a false Christ and a false message. Mm. Um, so I think that's why it's very important to know and understand the word of God and in its entirety to test um, the teaching that comes your way, what you are allowing in and line it up against the word of God. And, um, you know, if something doesn't line up, then you need to throw it out. Um, you, can't, you can't hold on to that. You know, this scripture tells us things like, you know, consider Jesus who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. We are heirs with Christ and we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We are not gods. Mm. This is Satan's life from the beginning that we can be like God. Mm. So if you take that passage and then you put it in the context of the whole Bible, you can see that that teaching that we are all little gods is false. Mm. All right, so if you take that scripture out of context and if you don't fit it in, you don't know its entirety, you can be deceived. So you put yourself in that danger of believing in that false Jesus who does not line up with the Bible. Okay? So test all things and know the word of God in its entirety. I think that's a good point yeah. Yeah. to wrap up. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. It's a bit of a harsh. <laughs> so not only get into your word, but test it. Yeah. yeah. Like test every, not 
test yeah. the word, but test everything yeah. that, that you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think we've been really blessed to have leaders who remind us to do that mm. constantly. You know, they make it a, 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 you know, what we call a download from God or, you know, a scripture or something to build a podcast on or a sermon or something like that. But they are always, you know, test it. Go away, read for yourself, see what you get out of it, and then we'll come back and we'll, you know, line it up and see whether it's it's really true, whether mm. it's truth and stuff. And, um, yeah, we encourage you people out there to do the same thing, to find for yourself the information that the people around you are giving you. Um, hey, go and test us. Go and test <laughs> yeah, what we said, yeah. you know, um, and work it out. Work out your own salvation for yourself. That's all from us this week. If you want to get in contact with us, you can jump onto our website at www.life-house.net. Enjoy your week.